Welcome to episode 11 of BizTalk with Bill Roy. Are you wearing your Wichita flag pin or your Wichita t-shirt? You might want to after this. Our goal for this podcast is to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. A note about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. It's available on the streets today. Investing in Wichita's future. Our Daniel McCoy talks to and about those who invest in Wichita area startup companies. Former Spirit Aerosystem CEO Jeff Turner says he doesn't think much about labels like angel investor or venture capitalist. He's looking for startups that help the Wichita economy and provide a return on investment. ETE leader John Dasher says Wichita these days is full of smart money investors. Also this week, our big top 25 list, we rank the area's largest manufacturing companies. And because manufacturing is so important to our economy, we have expanded it to include the top 50. It's a great resource for you. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Steve Wilkinson. He's the commercial banker who's now the executive director of the South Central Kansas Economic Development District. He says he wants to make sure SCED has a voice at the local economic development table. Also, check out our leads section. Find out who's declared bankruptcy, who's taken out building permits, real estate transactions, tax liens, and see who's moving and advancing their careers in the People on the Move section. All that and more in this week's Wichita Business Journal. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk Podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin dash stories. Well, everywhere you go these days, you see the Wichita flag on lapel pins, t-shirts, murals, bumper stickers. Ask people where that excitement about the flag came from, and most point to Janelle King. She's the owner of JK Design and The Workroom. She was inspired to print the flag image on some sewing remnants, and it took off from there. She fills us in on the details. Janelle's not only a business owner, she's president of the Douglas Design District and is very involved in supporting local artists and local businesses. Janelle King joins us on the podcast, Biz Talk with Bill Roy. She owns JK Design, the workroom. She is a 2017 40 under 40 honoree. She is president of the Douglas Design District. She is very busy, and I appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much, Janelle. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. How are things going these days? Uh, what's your typical day like? You've, you've been busy <laughs> with a lot of different things. Absolutely. Yeah, busy is definitely a good word. Um, I am very fortunate fortunate, though, that everything I'm doing, it's because I love it, but I do often have to uh, remind myself of that when <laughs> I get really stressed out and overwhelmed, but uh, definitely busy, and every day it is completely unique because I'm, whether it's hour to hour or sometimes minute to minute, I'm jumping from, you know, either projects with my interior design aspect or maybe my retail storefront to Douglas Design District and nonprofit fundraising and community advocacy, all the above Other kind of rolled that, into one. Not but nothing much else. going on. <laughs> and I'm a mom <laughs> right. and, uh, you know, like to have a personal life as well. So. You grew up in Kansas City? I did originally. I, my family moved here in, when I was in middle school. So I finished up middle school and high school here. Went to K-State, go Wildcats. Yep. And uh, then I actually moved back to Kansas City, which is where all my family now, um, my extended family now resides. So I moved back to Wichita about 13 years ago. And uh, it is now, though, what I consider home. What brought you back to Wichita from Kansas City? 
honestly, it was really circumstantial. Uh, found out I was pregnant with, um, with now my oldest daughter, who just turned 13. And um, so just financial and job and housing, it just wasn't something that was necessarily sustainable with uh, kind of the situation. Were you from a big family? I have three brothers. Okay. Uh, every which one of us now lives in another state, so we're all over the place. Uh, and I'm the only girl. And yeah. You have two kids. I do. I have two daughters. And their names are. So I have Eden King. She's that my recent teenager now. And <laughs> I have Lucia, or she goes by Lulu, who's eight years old. Another reason to be busy. Yes. <laughs> keep me busy on top of everything else. What did you do before you opened your own business? I was actually, my background is marketing and business administration. So um, I got a, uh, that's what I got my bachelor's degree in. I then went back to Friends University for my master's in organizational development. All the while I was doing marketing and different organizations, I um, also did retail and kind of was trying to find that right opportunity for me that can both fulfill those, the creative aspect that I love, but at the same time, you know, financial and everything else. And um, at the time I was uh, pregnant with my second daughter, kind of really initiated that big jump when I was working endless hours um, as a marketing director and uh, just felt it wasn't sustainable with a growing family and kind of honestly fell into an opportunity when Abode Home was still mm-hmm. around. Right. That they, uh, even though I had no design background, they felt that I brought the other, you know, sales and marketing skill set that they decided to train me in design and kind of gave that a shot and it just was a natural you know, fit for me. And so within about a year, they actually, uh, just, you know, was when they announced that they were going out of business. But at that time, I had built up such a clientele and had just really kind of found my niche. And so at the time that they closed their doors, I just went independent. Was it a difficult decision to go out on your own? Yes, of course it's risky. And it was, um, you know, made me very nervous, but at the same time, it was a job market that was just as risky and just, it it did not look any more attractive um, to me. So I felt that either I can go out on my own and, you know, spend six months, eight months, a year trying to build that and start it, or it was going to take me at least that much time to find a right job opportunity. So I felt, you know, if ever there was a time to take that risk, it was then. And the crazy thing was is that I found that people were really eager to see, um, to, to support and see me like get out on my own. And so where I thought I was going to take, you know, that six months to a year growing, mm-hmm. I kind of just hit the ground running. And both, you know, from repeat clients to clients of mine that just were actively seeking how to refer business to me because they wanted to see me succeed. What specifically do do you do in your business? Well, and so what I was just speaking of was really directly just interior design, Mm -hmm. which I still do. Residential, commercial, new construction, remodel, furnishings. But um, the workroom, which is really, I feel, kind of the name that's become established, and and in all honesty, what's probably more dear to my heart Mm -hmm. is really the retail front. 
Um, so I do have a storefront at first in Cleveland, and it started by just being a sewing workroom, which is complementary to the design aspect. We okay. do, you know, custom bedding and drapery and pillows. And um, so I opened it with that intention. I had some space up in the front, kind of thought I would be like the candy at the front of the grocery store, right. throw in some home decor items. But I didn't have the money to actually inventory it. So I just started talking with local artists to work on consignment. And the local art aspect has always been something that's been, you know, that I've been very particular to and just really have always loved, but never had really seen it as a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just developed into that. Right. Uh, it- then you have sort of evolved with on the retail side uh, with the Wichita stuff. Absolutely. The Wichita flag. We have seen a resurgence in Wichita pride. We have seen the flag now spreading everywhere. <laughs> when I talk to people and ask them about where that came from, a lot of fingers are pointing at you. Are you sort of the genesis? That's where the flag came from? How did that all happen? Well, I by no means feel I, you know, that I can take full credit. There was a lot of people that did that had a part, although we definitely were a big big piece of it. Um, the flag as, you know, you you I'm sure you know has actually been around since the 30s. Right. So, oftentimes people come to us and are like, "Did you design the flag <laughs> or, you know, did you come up with this new Wichita logo?" And I'm like, "Well, it's our city flag and it's been around." Right. But um, I think what it was was we were just one of the first to merchandise it and distribute. And the interesting thing was that it, that really stemmed from my sewing workroom side. Mm-hmm. Um, we just took fabric remnants and abode venue um, at this point, they were flying the flag and we looked out across it, out from my storefront every day. And so I just was familiar with it and it, I, I can't even tell you why or how we felt inspired, but decided to print the flag on these fabric remnants, sell them as patches for a dollar with a, that came with a little paper that had the story behind our flag and what it meant. And everyone just, ate it up and you know it really started initially though as um, more educational Mm -hmm. and to where now today four years later it has definitely become destination now that people have seen it they know it everyone's going out of their way to get more of it so you sell wichita flag items in your store what is available? What's the what's the range of things that are available? Well, we're constantly growing. It's it's funny. There was even a point where I was like, "We're a design store, not a flag store," and I try to like <laughs> fight it. And I just at some point I was like, "You know what? This is where the city's going. This is what they want." And I embraced it. And so we are constantly expanding our line. I mean, so you go from t-shirts to coffee mugs to art prints, um, wallets, and keychains and glassware and I mean if if you can think of it we've probably got it we're probably working on getting it we mm-hmm. have shirts for the dogs and we have, you know it's right. all over and I have found that what's been really cool is that while that is still probably the number one driver of people walking in our door to shop is the flag merchandise now people are coming back 
And, you know, they've already embraced this flag pride and stuff, which is really at its root is not just about the flag, it's about local and about Mm -hmm. the city. And so it's um, passing over into our other products that are made by local in Wichita because now it doesn't just have to have the flag on it, but it's increased their perceived value of anything that's made local or that comes from local or shopping local has all, like, become kind of an after effect. Obviously, it's a symbol of Wichita, and it has Mm -hmm. been that, as you say, since the 30s. But it's also, as you say, a symbol of local participation, local support. Have you seen that? And what do you hear from people as they come in and, and want to buy the Wichita flag stuff? Yeah, it's it's been just crazy. You know, it, it's not just about the design itself. It's because it's, you know, I, I mean, I from my experience when I lived here before and, you know, and moving back, we definitely were not a city that took a lot of pride in who we were. We mm-hmm. kind of felt like we were all stuck here and, you know, um, and for the first time, everybody's excited to be here and, you know, excited to see the growth. And we have become part of that circuit where people bring, like, if they have family coming in from out of town or, or the college kid who's been away comes back, everyone comes in and everyone's sharing their stories about, oh my gosh, this is not the Wichita that I remember. This is so cool. I love everything that's happening. It just feels like there's kind of this groundswell of energy and excitement and, I think what's neat about it, one of the reasons Wichita has always been a good breeding ground for entrepreneurs is it's the right size that everyone feels that they can become a part of it. Like it doesn't feel like it's something that's happening around them, it's something that's happening like with them and that, you know, by shopping at that local gift shop or coffee place or whatever, that they're actively participating. That's a message that we get from our emerging leaders, a group of young professionals who say Wichita is an easier place to get involved in. Their voice is much louder and has more impact than it would say if they were in a Kansas City or a Chicago or an Atlanta, things like that. There are opportunities here. I have no idea if, you know, if, if what I've been able to do, I could have done anywhere else. I feel like this is the, it was the right breeding ground. It was the right time. I do think that there were, you know, a lot of things that had happened before me and kind of this uphill battle um, that others before me had done. And I think I just happened to get really lucky to kind of catch it right before. I kind of just helped be that force that pushed that boulder over the top. And now we're just steamrolling downhill and I'm along for the ride. (laughs) It's a lot of fun to watch. And one of the reasons, as you say, is there are lots of things going on with downtown, with construction downtown, and also the uh, organization you're president of now, the Douglas Design District. Tell us about that. What are the parameters of the design district and what do you hope to do? Absolutely. Douglas Design District is the stretch along Douglas from Washington to Oliver, So it's got your, you know, we have everything from residential. You've got your um, College Hill neighborhood, which is kind of our jewel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then one of our, the things that we are most proud of is that if you think about that stretch, I mean, we're small local businesses is really, you know, we're not in our district looking for that next huge development. And, but it's about becoming a, um, you know, a ground that nurtures and fosters the small local businesses and entrepreneurs. And you see that happening all the time. New ones are going in constantly and been very successful. Right. What do you see is the vision for the Douglas Design District? What does it look like, for example, in three years or maybe five years? 
And so working extremely hard. And um, the district has been around for over 10 years, but the majority of that time was initially on re, uh, working directly with the city on reimagining like a streetscape plan. And um, which has gone through the city, it's been approved and is slated to start, I mean, here in about, I think it's like 2023 right now mm -hmm. in the capital improvement program. Um, but at some point in there, I decided that was too long for me to wait as a small business because I won't be around any longer, <laughs> so, you know, if, if we don't start seeing momentum. Right. So um, Avenue Art Days was born. And so those are the murals that you see all over, and we're continuing to work on those. We've got another um, phase of about 20 more murals coming up this September. So I think that from an art aspect and design, you're going to continue to see more of that, and we're coming up with new and um, even more creative waves that hopefully we'll be rolling out here in the next year or two. So definitely bringing in some of that design, which I feel like really... The fact that we utilize local artists and color and art really f helps that feel of culture mm -hmm. and energy and life that I feel like that our downtown and Douglas had kind of fallen a little flat. So those are some of the things we're doing. We're constantly um, looking at hosting more and more new events, um, such as right now at my store, we hold the Second Saturday Artisan Market, right. which the Douglas Design District has sponsored. And it's become huge on its own with local artists and food trucks and music. We now have the queue line has mm -hmm. extended itself into our district. Um, and we're working with them to continue to extend that, offer more times, and uh, even extend that route further. You know, people, you, when you think of those big cities and what's cool about them, things like walkability, right. um, density, you know, you don't want to just be walking on the street by yourself. You want other people, you want energy, you want constant things that as you're walking or moving that are catching your attention. And so those are all the kind of different things we're looking at trying to bring. As we see this this momentum going here for Wichita and more more businesses, more young people starting their own businesses, more people moving to the downtown area, more opportunities, how do you think we keep that momentum going into the next few years? You know, it, I mean, I don't know that there's a magic uh, answer to that mm -hmm. or, a, you know, we would have been doing this all along. Um, you know, for myself, I just... I don't ever um, feel I don't I don't really operate on big business plans and and things like a bigger business would. Being smaller gives us that flexibility to be creative, be able to listen to people, to move quickly and change quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as long as we keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the direction and keep taking positive action on that and not get stuck with being, you know, just reacting, but just continuing to move forward. Uh, the people are, everybody's looking for it and ready to embrace it, and they're ready to jump in, too. So I think that we've got a really good group of um, different organizations and people, not just in one area, that are all looking and moving forward. And so I think if we can keep that collaboration and that energy, then we'll continue to see success. You talk about people jumping in. How, if somebody's listening to this, how does somebody get involved and jump into 
some of the momentum and help the momentum that Wichita has now. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it was a big thing. I, we jokingly use the hashtag now of nothing to do here. Uh, <laughs> Wichita was kind of known for that for, for some time. Right. And now if, if you're still feeling that way, you're not taking active effort. There is so many opportunities to get involved. Um, and whether that's through, you know, following along with the workroom or Douglas Design District. Facebook, I, I know it's maybe not like the coolest thing to, to say, right. but I mean, when it comes to events, it is the best way to stay in touch and in tune with what's happening around you. Um, it doesn't mean you have to show up with a lot of money to donate. You can just, you know, be present, get involved, go and support, take active effort where you spend that money, you know, instead of buying the quick trip coffee, you know, <laughs> go a block further and grab that local coffee shop or, or things like that. Um, I mean, we all spend money anyways, so spend it um, consciously. And same thing with our time, you know, spending your time consciously of going out of your way to support the things that make our city cool. Janelle King has been with us. She is the owner of JK Design, the workroom. Uh, she's a 40 under 40 honoree, and she is very busy with uh, lots of things, including being president of the Douglas Design District. Janelle, thank you for your support of Wichita, and thanks for being here on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Janelle's store has lots of Wichita flag merchandise and the works of a lot of Wichita artists. It's at 155 North Cleveland, just north of Douglas. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. On behalf of the great staff of the Wichita Business Journal, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter and to our sponsor, Equity Bank. We hope you have a profitable week.